Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. we see David today behave with abandon and absolute joy as he declares his love for our Heavenly Father in the way that we wish every king of the world would do. If we watch him in the display of incredible adoration, we see that he engages all his senses, that he engages in a ritual of offering things to the Lord, dancing and singing and sharing and eating and praising. And this invitation for a king of the earth to place everything that he is and everything he has before the heavenly king is an invitation for us to do the same. We are in the second book of Samuel and we see David bringing the ark of God into the city of David. And there's all these festivities This is the reason that we celebrate so deeply in the Catholic Church. We see in in the biblical expressions the desire for humankind to give the very best we have to the Lord. The bearers of the arcs of, of the ark have advanced six steps and he sacrifices an ox and a fatling. And he comes with a linen apron dancing before the Lord with abandon. The word tells us with abandon. That is why we we build churches, friends, that are very, very lavish. We give the very best we have to the Lord in the same spirit that David did. He is killing the best animals for the Lord. And he's coming with singing and shouts of joy, the sounds of the horn. And then they place the ark in a tent that they have pitched just like we do in our churches. We have the tabernacle pitched in a high space that signifies a mountain. And there, David offers more burnt offerings and peace offerings before the Lord. And when he finishes all of this activity, and you can imagine this would have taken quite a long time, he's blessing the people in the name of the Lord of hosts. And then he's distributing bread and meat and raisin cakes and everybody leaves to their homes having seen a king on earth honor the king in heaven but in the actions of this king on earth we have glimpses tiny glimpses of the generosity and the joy and the enthusiasm and the loving kindness of our heavenly father and those are just indications for how much David is just pursuing the heart of God with the very best he has. The church gives us today Psalm 24, and we ponder who is this king of glory. It is the Lord. Why all of these 
sacrificing of the animals and singing a whole day and all these lavish expenditures. Sometimes we hear the uh, criticism of why all of these expenditures, friends, because who is this? It is the Lord, the King of glory. And we ask, lift up, O gates, your lintels. Reach up, you ancient portals, that the King of glory may come in. We invite him into our beautiful churches that have the very best. If we can put gold, if we can put silver, if we can put nice wood, beautiful marble, whatever it is the best that will signify this is the place where the Lord is pitching its tent. His tent is here amongst us and we give him the very best because he is the king of glory. He is strong and mighty, mighty in battle. And we ask him, we invite him to come in so that we can actually humble ourselves knowing that we've made the very best we could for him because he's the king of glory. We are in the gospel of Mark and the church gives us today an image of of. Um, the family of Jesus coming to him, being outside as Jesus is preaching in a crowd. And somebody says, your mother and your brothers and your sisters are outside asking for you. But he says, who is my mother and my brothers? And looking around, he says, here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of the of God is my brother and my sister and my mother. I've heard sometimes people say, wow, this sounds a little bit harsh that Jesus is saying, that's not my mother. Where we know 100% that Jesus loved his mother and respected and honored his mother dearly and that his mother understood his mission well, so well that she could stand at the foot of the cross in the midst of incredible pain. So what is this? I have seen some examples of this in my life. A couple of times I have worked in an environment where one of the children of the boss was working in the team. And in that case, the children did not call uh, their father by their by his name, Steve. They would say by would they would call him Steve instead of saying dad. Because in the workplace it was not appropriate for them to say dad or father. So I saw an example of where in an institutional sense, when we are thinking about the body of Christ, the Lord mission bound is letting us know we belong to his family. And we like in the case of these uh, young professionals coming to work in the same place, there was a sense of all of us are in the boat together and, and uh the familial relationships are not going to come into play the same way that when you are at home. I also saw it with my flamenco teacher that uh, her daughter is part of the class. And in a very beautiful way, she has to make sure that she doesn't play any kind of preferential treatment and that she treats everybody the same because everybody is in the class. And so... Jesus is doing something somewhat similar by saying, all of you that are here, all of you that are here doing the will of the Father are my brothers and sisters. And we know 100% that Mary did the will of the Father. She accepted at great expense, at great cost to be 
the mother of the Savior, knowing that she was going to accept with that yes, with her fiat, the ridicule of the people that she lived with, that they would know she would be pregnant before living with Joseph and they would speak things about her and gossip. And she knew that these could also affect her son. And she knew that by saying yes, she could have been stoned. And she knew that her heart would be pierced when she brings Jesus to the presentation of the temple. And she knew that as Jesus starts to unfold in his ministry, she was going to hear things as we did a couple of days ago, that they, the people in his town thought that he had gone wild and crazy. So Mary knows more than any of us would ever imagine what it is to do the will of the Father. So when Jesus is saying that, he's also saying, imitate my mother, because if anybody knew her deeply, and he did, she is the foremost example of how to say yes to God. So friends, today we have these two examples of living in community. One, where the king is exemplifying what it is to be a servant of the king of kings and the Lord of lords. And in that exuberance and in that abandonment of just dancing before the ark and sharing and participating in the sacrificing, we see another dimension of the king. We've seen him as a servant. We've seen him as a warrior. We've seen him following another king. We've seen him becoming the anointed one, the victorious one, the king. And now he is in a priestly role, blessing the people and sharing with people the sacrifices that have been offered to God. We want leaders like this, don't we? And we pray for leaders in the world that are like this. And then we see Jesus in another community, inviting us to obedience, which is something we are seeing David do. He is seeing God move boldly in his life and in, in with the Israelites, and his heart is aligned with him. Soon we're going to see it, a change of heart in him, but we know that he is going to try to continue to come back to God. And today we take it as an example of, of how to be, and Jesus is showing us how to be in that spirit of alignment with our Heavenly Father. So friends, let us go to the throne. Blessed are you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, you who have revealed to the little ones the mysteries of the kingdom. Father, we thank you that you show us in your word how to bow before you, that kings bow before you and shepherds bow before you, And we thank you that your son Jesus came to show us the way back to you to do your will. We ask that his precious blood will protect us from the evil and the enemy and that you will give us the grace to stand in battle until the end and that we will keep ourselves with our eyes on you knowing that you have chosen us for this battle for today and that we cannot do it without you that it is in your strength and through your power that we do everything. Father, we ask that you will give us leaders in the world that dance before you with the abandonment of King David and that we will know in Jesus' words that we belong to this incredible family of your sons and daughters and that because of that we behave as 
citizens of a heavenly court, of a heavenly family, and that our behavior, our word, our code of conduct, our ethics are different because we belong to your family. Give us the strength, the clarity, the conviction, the faith, hope, and love to extend your kingdom on earth. And we ask these things in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.